Transition Awareness Breathing. Feeling grounded for both children and parents is essential for healthy living and learning. Join Earth Apollo on this series for tips and tools for creating a harmonious environment for learning. Transition Awareness Breathing will help you and your child find an individualized path to tackle change, promote lifelong learning, and discover new approaches to calmness. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Transition Awareness Breathing Podcast. I have an interesting uh, topic I would like to share with you, and it's kind of like an oxymoron type issue. Uh, So did you hear about the report from the Surgeon General? (laughs) I would like to take this first part of our time together just to give you a briefing. So I may be reading uh, from this document. I think it's very important that we be aware of who is making decisions on behalf of our families. I think it's really important to pay attention when those decisions are being made without our input or our knowledge. And when I say our, I mean parents, guardians. I'm going to read this article and I'll tell you why I feel like this is such a, I'm in a weird predicament here. (laughs) But let me read first. Oh, and by the way, Thank you for joining me. I'm so happy to share this information with you. And I'd like to thank Web Talk Radio for allowing me to have the platform to bring Transition Awareness Breathing podcast to you. Here I go. This is an article from Stat News, and it's uh, written by Ryan Fitzgerald. Social media risk for youth mental health highlighted in the new Surgeon General report. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details. I will put the link uh, to this report. And if you want to read all the details, that'd be great. I'm just going to give you some highlights. And these highlights might sound like, wow, she's reading all the details, but it's I'm really giving you a briefing. Amid what he called the worst youth mental health crisis in recent memory, U.S. Surgeon General Vivek Murthy issued an advisory Tuesday warning about social media's impact on developing youth brains. Through the last two and a half years, I have been in office. I've been hearing concerns from kids and parents. This is a quote from Murthy, told Stat. Quote, people are asking, is social media safe for my kids? Based on our review of the data, there is not, there isn't enough evidence 
that it is safe for our kids. The Surgeon General's report comes in the wake of a recent health advisory on teens on social media used from the American Psychological Association, which noted the increased risk of anxiety and depression among adolescents who are exposed to discrimination and bullying online. Other research has shown that adolescents in the age of 12 to 15 who spent more than three hours per day on social media faced a heightened risk experiencing poor mental health concerns compared to those who spent less time online. I'll put that aside for right now. So the way it's worded, it's like we are having a dilemma, a health, a mental health uh, crisis. You know, they put out advisories when a, a, a health condition is very serious and needs attention. And so here, the Surgeon General has put out an advisory about uh, teenagers, children, using social media so much that the effects of social media is, is negative. They don't have enough proof to show that it has positive outcomes. Now, whatever side of the fence you may be on in this issue, um, there is a lot of social media and there is a rise in uh, youth depression and anxiety. The statistics are showing that. But um, what is the oxymoron? What, this is the weird part. I'm communicating with you through a social network, <laughs> a podcast. In schools, most of the classes are using some sort of screen time. And even um, like when the children are doing their homework, a lot of it is on screen time. Ever noticed, even when you're using your devices, how those little pop-up come in, and uh, like YouTube or whatever media that you may be looking at, how the pop-ups come and maybe for um, adults or maybe not, that maybe if we're on a mission and we're researching something or we're doing work, we have the focus to ignore or, you know, click off the pop-up. But when we're talking about um, a population uh, that is not mature. They may be a little bit impulsive, curious. They want to venture on their own. They have a sense of independence. And the social networks, they 
they understand. They know that. And so they market on it. That's how they get the attention of the teens. But what is happening is the social skills, uh, the one-on-one social skills, are getting uh, depleted. They're, they're getting rusty. And so this article, it, um, I'm going to kind of zip down to the bottom. And sorry, my phone went off. I turned it, the notifications off. I have to get used to doing this in person. Sorry. But anyway, it says some of the, the benefits that the social media has as far as using devices is that many times the youth are able to connect with uh, groups that may have the same or common interests. And so, you know, you could branch out and talk to or connect with people all over the world. The other side of that is we know that there are scavengers, may I say, who play off of that and take advantage of trusting youthful minds. In my class today, in my uh, transition awareness breathing class, I emphasize and share with the children in their way of thinking that according to the Surgeon General, that if someone is using uh, social media for more than three hours, it's really uh, making a negative impact. You know, the, you're impacting and, and on rest and reaction time. Uh, you know, when people get tired and the screen time wears on the eyes, uh, the judgment is off. The influence of the social media is very strong. So a group of young people uh, may not uh, feel like they belong as part of that group. And so their behavior may change because they want to be part of the group. Whereas in reality, you know, a lot of the groups are really staged. They're fake. I mean, even if it's a reality show, I mean, have you ever wondered why someone has a camera taking picture of stuff instead of helping? If we looked at things from a mindfulness point of view, uh, you know, the gratitude and the sharing and the non-judgmental approach, that's not part of the social media platforms. It's, it is judging. It is bullying. That's how they grow. So as parents, what do we do? Well, according to the Surgeon General, we don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll show you. And that's what got me. It's like, how can they say we don't know what to do? But let me see where I can find it in in the article, and I'll share with you. That's why I want to uh, send this article to you. Okay. 
The advisory also suggests families attempt to protect young people's mental health by developing a family media plan that focuses on establishing healthy technology boundaries, such as creating a tech-free zone, uh, restricting telephone usages during the day. Okay, here we are, you guys. But Murthy noted that parents are already at the end of their rope in trying to manage how their children are exposed to and using this rapid evolving technology. That responsibility has fallen entirely on them to this point. So we don't know what to do. So he says, we've got to move quickly. None of us should be satisfied until we have a clear until we have clear evidence that these platforms are safe. I, may I suggest that this is a social issue. It's not a, it's bigger than, uh, than just the parents. And I think it's great that the Surgeon General um, is putting initiatives to put some type of guidelines in the, you know, the social media platforms. But to say that parents don't know what to do, how about including the parents is a first step and coming together in a working group to develop some initiatives. Sitting down, talking to the teenagers Maybe coming up with a teen group. Oftentimes, if you uh, include people in an issue, the solutions are better. Teenagers, youths, preteens, I, I understand that the mental health and the stress is very, very strong for many reasons. Their, their mind is changing, their bodies are changing, and their stressors in this society that wasn't a stressor maybe in 20, 30, 40 years. The mass shootings, the uh, senseless killings, the senseless gun control, if you call it control. Uh, I think grown-ups, politicians, need to look at what's on their plate instead of brushing it under a rug. <laughs> um, would you allow someone to watch your children. I mean, you know, if you had a babysitter or, or a pet sitter, someone's going to come in and watch your pets. Would you let anybody watch your children or watch your pets? I mean, wouldn't 
Wouldn't you ask some questions and interview them? I think the approach, that inquisitiveness, that curiosity, we should also use with our children and educating them in plain, simple language. They understand what's behind those platforms. And when people are bullying, that they're doing it for a reaction. The media, the producers of the games, they use uh, terminology that they set certain actions in a game that can become addictive. I mean, the, the whole goal is to get somebody hooked on the game. I think we're stronger than being helpless. I think we should start educating ourselves and be aware and educating our children. We're on the on the platform and we're doing other things and maybe we can be a good example and talk to our children and put the, the social media, put our devices down maybe five minutes a day and have eyeball to eyeball conversations. And maybe the leaders in our organizations and our school systems should put their phones down and have eyeball to eyeball conversations with parents and with teens. There's a school that I know of. They want to do training on um, blood emergencies. I won't name the school. They know who they are. I've called them. I've wrote them. I haven't gotten any responses yet. Uh, but, you know, they want to train and open up uh, blood training, uh, hemorrhagic emergencies. Uh, they want to teach the children how to respond to them, seventh grade to 12th graders. So here we have a group of stressed teens, and they are trying to prepare a reaction to a mass shooting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I look at the training, and in my opinion, it wasn't made for youth. It sounded like it was produced by a military person, and they wanted to have a video. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I apologize if I'm wrong. But as a nurse educator, I think it could have been done a whole lot better. It's good to, to teach our children what to do in an emergency. But I think it's also good to be straight up with children and deal with the psychological and the stress and the anxiety and keep our children safe. I think parents do have an idea what they want, but maybe those ideas are a little bit different what the politicians and the people in the government really want. So I think what we have is a conflict. So I encourage you to speak up, to talk to your children, start in your home, in your schools. It's not going to be easy because sometimes, you know, if you don't say anything, people will make decisions. Well, as I said, this podcast is about awareness in our community, awareness of our children, awareness that social uh, media is starting 
to show evidence that it's not a positive, does not have a positive impact on children. I think most of us knew that. I was talking to a parent today after class and uh, her kindergarten, you know, she had take the, the device away because she found that his behavior was more aggressive. He wasn't listening. And so, you know, don't wait until your child's in kindergarten, I mean, uh, in high school or, or middle school. Start right now. Educate your children. Reward them for positive things. And I'm doing the same thing. I, I have two children. I'm doing the same thing. And that's why I know it's, it's challenging because a lot of the, the schoolwork is online and they get these pop-ups. Right? So, well, thank you for joining me. I will put the resources in um, the description. I invite you to take a step, take a stand, and become aware of what's going on. We're moving into the summertime, and so let's be brave, you guys, and use mindfulness in our social media environment. Have a great day, and thank you for tuning in. Bye. Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness. Tab Mindfulness, awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world. It's available now at Amazon.com.